Isn't Bitcoin just one big catfish? Are we ready? That's, uh, that's a question. Are we ready? No, uh, no fourth musketeer today. Oh, no, man. I think it's mostly us three. Uh, I think, uh, I think Kyle. We should let our listeners know since they might might have retaining listeners. Uh, we used to have a guy named Kyle on the show. Unfortunately, uh, the, I, the prince a, left him, a, and he turned into sea foam. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought it was in a Which twist. Is very sad. I thought it was in a twist of irony. He lost his arms. <laughs> and you know you could still be on a podcast but I was just kind of creepy to have yeah. a guy with no arms around yeah. <laughs> yeah. the audience can't see it but we can and that's enough yeah. <laughs> so you can't help but stare into the nubs <laughs> and you have to watch what you say you know Yeah. always offering to give him a hand or <laughs> oh god <laughs> tell me he's being especially disarming today Jeez. All right, well. This is why I don't have handicapped friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, huh? That's why. Also, I don't have friends. Hey, there listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the relaunch that podcast will never do. It's, uh, uh, it's, like when you're, it's like when you're reading a Marvel comic and it stops for several months and then comes back <laughs> under the same name and mostly the same creative team. By, by this point, we're three months into our relaunch, by my calculations. Uh, on those three other podcasts, you might have heard us uh, plug different networks that, that no longer really exist. There. And two of, two of the previous episodes, you will have heard us plugging, unless I cut that out. And I might not, because I'm kind of lazy, to be honest. That's true, too. Keeps it keeps us honest. Keeps it real. Yep. But uh, we, we are real still here. Honest. Like like uh, like the great sage LL Cool J said, don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. Mm-hmm. Just sitting in my living room, waiting to record a podcast. <laughs> Even before podcast technology existed. Before the apartment complex was even created, I was just sitting here. I'm, ima- so I'm imagining the uh, the front end of uh, the time machine where they have that time lapse where he's just <laughs> sitting in the time machine and like mountains are rising and falling all around him, and you're just like waiting in front of the microphone. Like <laughs> I can I can see like it uh, the the lot where they are will soon. It's one of those what what's the the thing from Back to the Future is like Twin Pine, future site of Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. Josh is just sitting there all by himself in the dirt. He's like, man. <laughs> so the funny thing about DC Comics <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Uh, so uh, normally this would be the part where we have uh, let's congr- let's congratulate Kyle on spawning for oh, real. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we want to stop being. Goofy, I guess. Uh, Kyle has uh, has new responsibilities as he has fulfilled his biological imperative and, and his, created uh, a small human. His initial symbiote has has gone on and created its uh, its second iteration. His, his his wife has emitted a parasitic organism, has expelled the parasitic organism. She That's correct. Yeah. For several months, yeah. uh, and and now they are inexplicably attached to it. Uh, so he, he probably won't be on the show. He'll be a guest on some of the shows sometimes. But uh, congratulations, Kyle. Congrats, uh, Kyle. I, I hope you enjoyed having a life. <laughs> because that's, cause that's over for a while, as I understand it. it that's, seem, not, yeah. that's not going to happen anymore. Kyle has a new hobby. <laughs> uh, so yeah, normally this is the type where we yeah, talk about... Um, well, welcome to uh, the That Podcast Network. Um, yeah, we don't have the website set up at this point. Well, uh, who knows when you're uploading it. this. Well, when sure. we're recording it. Obviously, if they're listening to it, I have set up some sort of platform for them to listen to it on. Unless they've broken in and listen, are listening to it on my computer. That's deep, man. That's actually <laughs> kind of deep if you think about it. It is. <laughs> we're screaming into the future. Um <laughs> But yeah, no the, uh, the that podcast network is full of exciting things upcoming, things we've announced previously that never got off the ground, and and other new things coming. So look forward to that. 
And if you are listening to this breaking into my house, uh, I don't have any hidden valuables, guy. Just take the Switch and the PS4 and get out, okay? <laughs> Could you also tidy up the joint? And, and maybe don't bug my cat. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's sensitive. If you're going to use the toilet paper, please refill the roll before you're done. <laughs> Common courtesy at that point, Do you point, remember really? when Nick Ware knew that your thing was dingy without even <laughs> having been here? He was telepresent, and he knew yeah, you were sounds, in a dingy apartment. It sounds like a dingy apartment. <laughs> <laughs> B- baked into the audio recording. <laughs> It was weird. We had this guy that was in Los Angeles, and he he, he phoned in on our show, and <laughs> and he knew we were in a dingy apartment without having, as opposed to Aura, who phones far, it in every time. As far as far as I know, never even listened to the show, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> I listened to his podcast. You better listen to our show. <laughs> so did I just did I just call him out? Apparently, yeah. you're beefing. Well, it's all right. with Nick would, would we, certainly hate for a, for a cross with Nick on the Food Network. <laughs> a cross promotion of fans from that podcast. To I, I guess ours. stopped. <laughs> we got nothing hey, more to gain from him. Common. We got nothing more to gain from him. We can throw Nick Ware under the bus. <laughs> the uh, uh, you know the, the we already have beef with other podcasts, so I guess why not? You know. Yep. Infamy. All right, so. Uh, this is your, your Kyle's replacement, Cody. Uh, we never introduced ourselves, did uh, I? Oh, uh, yeah. forgot. I'm off the game. Uh, I am Josh, your financial guru. Oh, yeah. uh, with me is Aura, with, with, on, on whom I am uh, bearish. Is that where you want to sell? No, bullish? Bull. No, yeah, it's bearish. Yeah, bearish. It's, it's whatever. It's the bearish one. And also with us is our new intern, you, Cody. Did, yep. you just, did you just call me a bear? Not paid yet. <laughs> it won't, it'll never work. There's two bears. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, intern, Cody, what are we doing this week? Oh, God, what are we doing this week? <laughs> uh, well, you had one job. Yeah, The well, I can <laughs> definitely tell you after researching it, I certainly know less about it uh, than before I started researching. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, cryptocurrency comics. Yeah, we're getting crypto into crypto today. Comics. We're getting deep into crypto. It's a hip topic. I didn't. Of, uh, uh, I didn't even spend anything, and I lost money somehow while doing this. <laughs> Blockchain. <laughs> I was. I thought one thing to be fun to start it because uh, I have looked a little. I don't know a lot about bitcoins in terms of cryptocurrencies, but I thought uh, I know a little. Uh, so I thought it'd be fun to ask you guys instead about important concepts from it to see what you've learned from these comments. Hang on, uh, but let me pause you there. What are the two things that we're doing? Oh, uh, we're doing Shonen Crypto, Shonen Crypto, and Bitcoin: The Hunt for Satoshi Nakamoto. Oh man, you know what? It'd be fun. What's that? Ah, uh, never mind. We can't. It's too. It's too. It's too late to set it up. Were you about to pitch a different show? <laughs> well, During I mean, the show. I mean, kind of. But hey, instead if, of cryptocurrency, I have if, a better idea for a research idea. Well, I was going to say if you sent one of us into isolation while the other one explained what they knew about cryptocurrency, and then. And then have the other one come out and say what they know, and see how much of it like would carry over and be true, and how much of it would be false. But I, I was just going to ask you a couple of uh, very basic sort of definition sure. questions. Uh, I'll start with uh, with Cody there. Uh, Cody, can you define a cryptocurrency? Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's a currency that resides in Lake Loch Ness, Crypto. and uh, <laughs> uh, it's often confused for a uh, tire, a piece of driftwood, <laughs> <laughs> or swamp gas. It's a swamp, swamp gas. gas. Yeah, a uh, weather balloon. It's it's basically what all your money is already. It's just digital currency. It's like the the equivalent of uh, you paying money on Club Penguin to buy extra power ups or. Penguin hats or whatnot, or every time you buy a new hat in Team Fortress, it's technically cryptocurrency in a way. Yeah, but in theory, cryptocurrency can be used to buy actual goods and not yes, and not uh, just fake internet so, money, not fake internet shit. Uh, in truth, it can't. 
really? because I can't go to the grocery store across the street and spend uh, any cryptocurrency to buy anything. No. There is a Chinese food place here in town that'll take Bitcoin. There is interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, I found out that there Somebody is made bad a uh, Bitcoin ATM in the uh, mall in uh, Oak Park. Oak Park oh. Mall has a wow. uh, Bitcoin machine. You need a physical Bitcoin. Uh, no, it's <laughs> you put in the physical money and you get that sweet, sweet digital money. It put tink tinks out. I, I too can take a machine. You make a machine that will take your money and give you pretend things. All this picture of a rat with a cartoon hat on the back of it. I don't know what that's about, but very shiny pieces. God. Yeah, the other Bitcoin was funded by Charles Entertainment Cheese years ago. The other thing that matters a lot about, about cryptocurrency and why a bunch of libertarian neckbeards love it uh, is Whoa. that it is. Those are the people that. I know, push this but it's just the facts. You just it. were out there, and like I thought we were going to warm up to that. No, that's, that's it. Oh, right. <laughs> just facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Uh, it's not issued by a government. Instead, it's issued by a private entity. Uh, and there's a sort of long and boring history of that uh, where. Private currencies have usually failed in the past, but this time, oh, yeah, uh, it this certainly time. won't be corrupted by widespread fraud and abuses, and mm-hmm. uh, held by a place that used to tr- allow you to trade your frickin' Mox Ruby. <laughs> well, for <laughs> nice foreshadowing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Aura. Yeah, um, here we go. Hang on, hang question. on. Let me let me let me get my cartoon hat on. All right. <laughs> I know you've used this word. Right. Uh, what is blockchain? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh, I assume it has something to do, from what I've heard, with a sequence of events that have to occur, mm-hmm. um, in order to mine the cryptocurrency, um, right? So see, uh, <laughs> what happens is this, and this is this is the most ridiculous bullshit ever. Okay, hang on. Um, let me let me let me pause for one second to drink that in. All right, go. All right. So there's a sequence of numbers. Every Bitcoin is generated by a random sequence of numbers that I'm not sure, but I think the original program generates, and then all these different machines that you can hook into it randomly generate numbers. And when they hit the right sequence, it creates a coin. So that's mining. Uh, that's mining. Uh, but you need to verify that that's happening. So what happens is every time coins are mined, they send out... Uh, the computers send out like elaborate lists of what coins have been mined, and that's called the blockchain. It's sort of okay. a, a, a distributed check network to make sure that... There's Theoretically, like there's or... a fraud or duplication or things like that. Uh, it sounds like a kind of a provenance list, too. Yeah. It uh, uses a huge amount of computing power. So when uh, when it is 300 degrees next summer, then maybe think about the fact <laughs> that our economics have led us to do this. God. <laughs> With our world's resources. Instead of just finding a rational way to distribute resources to actually, actually, human beings that incentivizes getting tasks done. Yeah, because um, truthfully, like Bitcoin mining, there is some statistic out there that Bitcoin oh, it, mining has has created all this. Like, Yeah, it creates huge electricity usage. It's a yeah. real problem. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, it's it's going to be a very big problem. And all of this... For a, coin, for a currency that's not very useful in your everyday life because you can't spend it most places, <laughs> a lot of what you can do with it is uh, buy drugs or human traffic on fucking Silk Road or the dark web. Yep. It's funny, uh, that was actually... I didn't know that I knew that people used Bitcoin until I found out about the whole Oak Park Mall thing, and it was the same. Like, oh, apparently lots of people in my hometown buy bulk orders for everybody in my hometown, and they buy a fraction of a Bitcoin, yeah. and they get all their pots sent to them in the mail. Yeah, most people that buy Bitcoin do it in very small amounts. And anybody out there who thinks that they can get themselves rich off of it, uh, the time to have done that was five, <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, at this moment, because of how it was designed by its creator, it was designed to strongly incentivize the value of the first ones created to bring in a bunch of people. And then as time has gone on, there's going to eventually be a cap to the number of generated Bitcoins. 
uh, through this this cross the the mining pro- process. That sounds like a uh, triangular. So it's pattern. worth less and less. <laughs> um, you what might you think saying, of it as Laura? sort of a pyramid. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, <laughs> hmm. So if you buy in at this point, you're a fucking idiot. Is sort of what I'm saying. Alienating all the listeners. Because the odds that it'll ever be worth what you want it to are not very high. All they do is mine Bitcoin and listen to our podcast, and now you're, like, (laughs) taking away half of their fun. They don't listen to podcasts. They would take uh, computing power away. (laughs) (laughs) Downloading this, you know, how many many numbers could their fucking... Wait, my apartment can't get 10 degrees hotter. I can't do this (laughs) and listen to a podcast. So, wait, did, did you just suggest that Bitcoin is... Our competition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Directly. That's why we're slandering it. Oh. Alright, so that's uh, the quick version of cryptocurrency from people who have not that great grasp of it. Well, hang on. It's funny because uh, we all read things about the and yeah, like and how 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 Cody opened up is is right. It's actually more confusing once you sort of learn about it. The thing that confuses me as you start to learn about it is that there's never a point where someone is like, and here's why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's never a point where someone's like, this is a better solution than government-minted currency because... Well, I mean... Like, it's assumed it's red, which is why it's so many libertarians and such that are into it, because they assume that the fact that it's not government is in and of itself better. Well, isn't there a whole subset of those people who believe, like, you know, the dollar will fall off one day? Oh, yeah, and all those know, people, like... You, hide, you have to hide your gold, gold in your, in your fiat mattress currency, and stuff. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There's, what's, it's funny to me, there's some people who probably collect bitcoins because they think there's going to be some sort of coming apocalypse, which is hilarious if you think about it in any great detail. Yeah. I think even the at the uh, end of the comic, it, the, one of the characters is obsessed with uh, getting into Bitcoin and by the end of the comic he just loses all the money and that's the end. That's the end of the comic. Wow, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry to get ahead. Did you mention curses and spoilers at the beginning? Oh yeah, there's curses and spoilers. God, we are <laughs> off on our game. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell that it has been a while. <laughs> um, so, is, uh, like... With these cryptocurrencies, like, I remember there was a, a news story, and if I'm speaking out of turn, I apologize. There's a news story in a, at this point, three or four months back, where a guy died with a bunch of, like, password to uh, some cryptocurrencies. <laughs> yeah. Was that, I think, was that the Mount Gox, or was Mount Gox the one where they just vanished with, uh, with all the money? I, I'm not, well, I thought that this guy... He ran one currency, but also had passwords to other ones. Crypto Willie's treasure. <laughs> there have been a few of these sort of Bitcoin repositories that have turned out to be uh, about as reliable as an unregulated <laughs> currency would be <laughs> to expect them to be. Yeah. Uh, one of the first to really go was uh, a place called Mount Gox, which I think the problem was just that a bunch of coins were missing, either to do bad accounting practices or somebody deciding they wanted Bitcoins. <laughs> Um, was it? Didn't it kind of? It came out of like a, a magic thing, yes. right? Magic That's the Gathering. F- it was like a card trick. All right, here you go. Here this we is, go. Yeah, this is Josh's favorite, favorite story. So my favorite thing is when I first saw that it was MT Gox. I was like, this is some. It was based out of Japan. I was like, this has to be some sort of mountain in Japan. So I looked it up. It stands for Magic the Gathering Online Exchange. Yep. Because that's what it was before. Before <laughs> Bitcoin. Before this it was a place where you could send in your fucking. Devil's Tutor or whatever from fucking Beta and, and try and get some <laughs> asshole to buy it from you. And that somehow qualified them as a bank to yeah. a lot of people. Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting question because then, you know, magic cards become the currency of the future, you know? <laughs> yeah, you go from one esoteric form of money, which is like, oh, this, this card is worth this and this card is worth like twice that. Yeah. And then that jumps to what its value was on a screen already, but just without the card anymore. I mean, they both run on collector economies, which, again, it's weird that these are done by so many people that think there's going to be an economic collapse, because collector economies are inherently (laughs) unstable. And only have value within the context of a functioning first world, within the context of functioning, like, high-end economies. Like... A Magic the Gathering card might be worth 
from from Alpha might be worth a lot now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Mad Max happens, it isn't gonna fucking buy you anything right. because no one cares. <laughs> yeah, it's technically cryptocurrency is even less valuable in the idea of apocalypse because because it's it, not even a physical thing. Yeah, like you can at least burn the magic card for a second of warmth. Maybe that's the next step is this cryptocurrency is going to jump and it's just going to be people trading bottles of Fiji water back and forth <laughs> online. That's If you really want to apocalypse Fiji water prep... does taste better. If you want to apocalypse prep, don't hoard collectibles, don't hoard gold, because I don't think you the can't. raider who's going to come to fucking kill you gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> hoard guns, ammo, food, and water. <laughs> and, and, if like you're, and if you're a long-term thinker, seeds. Though that podcast network uh, does not condone hoarding of weapons or or doomsday prepping. As your legal counsel, I have to make sure. I mean, I'm not hoarding those things because I don't know if Mad Max happens, I might just die. Well, we we would certainly be worthless in the coming apocalypse. Yeah, I'm I'm a culture studies scholar. I'm not, not necessarily interested in continuing on in a world in which that's not a feasible thing. Well, I guess I didn't think of it that way. Wow. You're the, you ever hear the Patton Oswald one about how when his, uh, the apocalypse, when his antidepressant runs out, oh, it's going to be terrible? <laughs> no. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be constantly raped by like the leader of the band, and he's like, oh, care, go ahead. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so the what the the thing that I was thinking of was there was this uh, this guy who was the CEO of Quadriga CX, and he died with the only password to his customers' bitcoins accounts. <laughs> oh my god! So his customers <laughs> lost two hundred million dollars worth of bitcoin because of it. Wow! And you can't have—I don't think you can have that insured. Like I don't think you can insure fucking cryptocurrencies. There's no like. All these people hate central banks, but like the FCC and the, the central bank in the U.S., if your ba- if our bank account, if my bank account goes away today, well, one, ain't going to be a shitload that I lose, but two, what what little I lose will be at least partially insured. Like, I'll get some money from it. I feel like if I lost $2 million, I would just go ahead and start with, you know, like, AAAA1. A-A-A-A-2 and just work my way until I get my two million back. <laughs> I, I think you have to, like, dedicate yourselves to... I don't know, because the guy's dead. You gotta, <laughs> like, what you do, you, what those, do you do? Yeah, like a, some science fiction Matrix, like, spike thing. You just impa- you have to break into a morgue somewhere and impale it into his brain and <laughs> data mine him. I think what you have to do is you have to devote yourself to learning how to resurrect the dead so you can bring him back and kill him. I'd be much more interested in this. This, is, this crypto podcast is already much more interesting than I thought it would be. It's certainly more interesting than the comics we read. Hey! Password one, password two. <laughs> password with at be, sign as the A. It would be great if it turned out it was just password. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, oh, Occam's Razor's password. <laughs> password in his birthday. Crypto. Um, hey, hey, biscuit. No. Biscuit. Oh, quit chewing on wires. No, You're an audio engineer. You no, should know right, better. Right, right now, he's got a hold of some. Uh, uh, carpet fuzz or something, um, but he'll throw that back up on you. He hasn't been throwing up that much lately, so uh, either he isn't eating as much stuff he shouldn't be eating, or he's uh, gotten <laughs> a lot better it. at keeping it down. <laughs> Just looking at biscuit, hey, it's funny biscuit. because biscuit also hey. has the exact same understanding of cryptocurrency as we do. It's true. Well, I guess you're going to just eat that carpet fuzz, buddy. <laughs> he's he's out of reach now. I can't. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Need to vacuum in here. Um, so, let's maybe talk about the Bis- comics. Biscuits eating your dingy apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've killed uh, over 20 minutes talking about random well, stuff. I think that's enough time to talk about these very short comics. Yeah, that's what I weren't. <laughs> I read it again right before I came over, and I told my brother, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this for an hour. I hadn't read the Shonen one before you showed up. That's why I was doing it on my phone. I was like, I should read the Shonen one real quick. <laughs> I read it. Uh, it took me about two minutes yeah. <laughs> to get through. In a way, it kind of reminded me of uh, reading Watchmen, because there are definitely bits that I skipped over. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, very heavy in text. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, uh, it, it, How did you do Aura with uh, reading uh, right to left? Oh, I never do well with that. <laughs> so well, this, you're you're reading it like a manga comic, here's, and then it, it here's, switches it up on you and just gives you walls of text. Okay, so here's here's where I I cop to not knowing that I was supposed to read it that way. So it was a little it was it was a little more confusing for that reason. But in that Probably sense, you might have much, a better honestly. understanding of crypto than us, though. <laughs> All right, so I'll give a, a summary of the plot of uh, Shonen Bitcoin or Shonen Crypto or yes. whatever the fuck it was called, which is an <laughs> online comic that you can find a translation of. I think there's only been the one issue. Uh, there are currencies, but they're like people. Uh, and then one of them is called Bitcoin, and he's going to beat up the other ones. It's uh, it's definitely there's a just... couple pages of action sequence. <laughs> yeah, there's... <laughs> plot over. <laughs> well, they, they set up... The simple idea that some currency is stronger than others. It's like, okay, yeah, follow that. And then uh, some of the currency is beating up another currency. And then Bitcoin shows up and thrashes them. Bitcoin will be the strongest of them all. It was, it was really hard to find a second comic for this project. <laughs> <laughs> just, I want to say that. I was originally just going to do a general one on economics, but it takes... It's it's fairly... The one that I like is fairly detailed. It takes a long time to read. I didn't want to inflict that on you guys. There's I another might. one that I picked up. It's a good comic, and it's really good if you want to understand some basic economic concepts. Well, yeah, uh, see, something like that would probably help break down and yeah. understand it would, economics versus it would provide this. provide you actual information. Unlike yeah, these. this gives you nothing. <laughs> you already have... If you've listened to the first 30 minutes of this podcast, you have a loose understanding of cryptocurrency, and uh, you will continue to have a loose understanding after you read this 20-page comic. (laughs) The book I was going to was called Economics with an X. Uh, But it's it's a lot of text. It it teaches you a historical approach to economics and and how it works. Uh, I, I checked out another one that was a cartoon guide to economics, which was also interesting, but was much more about game theory as it applies to, and much less of a historical approach, uh, which I didn't think would be <laughs> Here, we're going to plug fun. a couple of much um, more interesting comics for you to check out. <laughs> yeah, I'd recommend both of those over anything that we have read for this show, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, you mean this show or, like, this show? No, this, this show this specifically. They're not, like, the greatest comics of all time or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're they're good. Sure. <laughs> I would say Economics with an X is really good. I would say that uh, Cartoon Guide to Economics Part 1, because there's a second part, uh, is very interesting if you're into game theory. Uh, otherwise, it's probably not going to be. <laughs> if, you're, if you're into game theory but you don't like the math, because the game theory is actually a lot of math, <laughs> then it's very interesting. You'll learn about, like, double-blind games, like Prisoner's Dilemma and stuff, without having to learn to do mathematics on it. Well, I'm, I'm already interested. Anything that takes the math out for me is A-OK. And of course, by taking the math out of it, it means that you can't get super far, but... I'm A-OK. <laughs> but it's, if, you, if you want a basic a layman's understanding, it's a good resource. Uh, but, like I said, those wouldn't really work. Um, there was another one by the Devil's Due Publishing guy that was a Bitcoin that I thought was a comic, but then I bought it, and actually it's just kind of a pamphlet about oh. how awesome Bitcoin is. <laughs> Wait, by the Devil's Due guys? <laughs> by the guy from Devil's Due, like the, the Josh Blaylock. publisher, Josh Blaylock, yeah. Oh. Well, I guess he's really into Bitcoin. <laughs> wow. On brand. <laughs> They've had some troubles, haven't they? Yeah. Maybe it's all that Bitcoin. <laughs> you think that they, when they don't pay artists, they spend the money on Bitcoin directly, or do you think they <laughs> let I, it sit first? I don't know for certain Josh Blaylock didn't pay artists. I thought I'd heard that that was a problem, because I know that there was... Hackslash was on there, and I think that they left acrimoniously. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be totally wrong. I'm just gossiping here. Yeah, and I want to yeah. make that clear uh, for legal purposes. <laughs> well, because they had the G.I. Joe thing that was very... That did very well for them for a very long time. That was the yeah. that was the thing that Devils Do did real well. But that's all. That's the extent of what I know about Devils Do publishing. I know they used to do Hack Slash. Yeah. Um, and they did the uh, they did comics that we've read. They did the Barack the Barbarian stuff. Actually, I do have some. Well, that we can talk about that off air. <laughs> yep. <laughs> come to think of come to think of it, I did talk to a couple 
uh, a couple of creatives from Devil's Due, and uh, they were very nice about things they had to say, but also mentioned briefly how much they get paid, and it's not much. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe not talk about it at the time. Yep. Then. <laughs> Since it's probably private info. Yep. Um... So yeah, so we found this this shonen or I found this shonen Bitcoin thing searching around online, and I was like, "Well, probably sucks." Shonen's but, kind of a know. misleading title for it too, because it's one third of it is uh, you would call shonen. It's like one yeah. third of it is fighting, then the other third is a wall of text telling you about. And I didn't read the wall of text because oh, I tried. I don't care. Oh, but it, it's just stuff about Bitcoin, right? Yeah, it's just it's, propaganda well, it's worse. about how it's, awesome it is. Yeah, it's it's propaganda about how awesome it is, and then it tries to inform you on the like market fluctuation with it too, which is no, awful because it's very obviously written in a different language and then translated to English. Yeah, so there's oh, a lot of be. there's a lot of run-on sentences and sentences that shouldn't be sentences. That's got to just be a fucking joy to read. No. <laughs> Holy shit! And uh, then uh, and then the last half, like last third of it, is a little chibi version of uh, basically what you just read, which is somebody who doesn't know about Bitcoin and somebody who does, and the person who does know about Bitcoin goes uh, bankrupt. Spoiler. I didn't read that part. That's that's pretty great. At the very end, he's like a little puddle, and he's like, oh, I lost all my research money in Bitcoin. (laughs) Which, yeah, I think it's uh, that's the only other thing that people know about Bitcoin is, like, it came out, and it was immediately worth, like, millions, and then it tanked, and then it went back up. Yeah, and it constantly does that. It still fluctuates pretty wildly today, is my understanding, although not to the degree that it once did. It's... Uh, as of this recording, it is, one Bitcoin is worth $11,406. Look at the fluctuations on that graph of yeah. value. It, it has uh, oh, it has peaked out at 20000 and then crashed hard right after it in 2018. Yep. <laughs> and so everybody said, oh, I know what I'll do with this uh, incredibly unstable currency. I'll make a webcomic based on it. Yeah. Well... It's also the only, to my knowledge, the only cryptocurrency to gain any traction in the world whatsoever. Yeah, people know the name Bitcoin. It's a snazzy yeah. name. There are a lot of competing cryptos, like uh, Dogecoin. Dogecoin, my favorite. I've thought about investing in Dogecoin, not because I think it would be worth any money, but just so that I can tell people that I have Dogecoin. Like D-O-G-E, like meme dog Doge? Yes. That's amazing. And the, the, the digital picture that you get of the coin has a, do- <laughs> has a Doge face on it. Doge meme is like my favorite meme and. Possibly the only mem I like. I mean, I, the one with the chair throwing is okay too. Oh, the the Simpsons thing? No, the uh, uh, it's from one of those reality shows. Oh, There's two guys oh, arguing. Yeah. And, you know, oh, uh, American Choppers. American Choppers. Yeah. There've been some really good ones of that. <laughs> I don't generally like memes because I think that they're often very uncreative. But I have I like those too. I've rattling around in the back of my head. I don't know if I heard this from you, Josh, or if I'm just going to make this up. But I feel like there was a guy who was a movie producer that, like, made a ridiculous uh, coin, like, cryptocurrency, and made a mint off of it, enough to make a movie, and then he got out. <laughs> and I like, new age Kevin Smith. <laughs> the, the currency sort of still shambles on without him. But he's like, yeah, I made my, I made my money by starting this joke coin that, like... Ended up becoming something, and then... The Schumacher bill. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I do remember seeing briefly in there, so they talk about the McAfee pump. Yeah, that's a great illustration of how fucking terrible this kind of shit is, which is where somebody who has a high profile within the crypto world will start endorsing a coin, and then its value will artificially shoot up as people invest in, and then usually the people that are telling you that will immediately dump, Hmm. make a lot of money, and leave you crashed out. Yeah, uh, because again, without strict Which, government regulations, people I was do just shit like say, that all the time. That's that's illegal, and uh, <laughs> yes, you and know that stuff is that kind of stuff is very heavily regulated in fucking actual financial transactions. Wolf of HTTP Street. Yeah, like if I mean, essentially, cryptocurrency advocates are are advocating for constant financial crashes. Like that's that's what's wrong. Ooh, boy. Them. Yeah, because. Uh, 
because it's always so great when we bet against things like the housing market or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's bad enough in the, the controlled economy <laughs> that we yeah. get shit like... We're, we're banks constantly try to find things like fucking subprimes, and which are so obviously a bad idea that any idiot will tell you that. <laughs> It's it's just like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where the, the entire time they just can't figure out how economics work. They're doing the Dave and Busters. Like, they just keep yeah. flooding the market with their fake cash. And they're like, I don't know how a functioning economy works, much less our own economy. <laughs> yeah. Um, nope, it's gone. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Just Shonen Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was that. Fun fact: Shonen means boys' adventure. <laughs> so it's the most informative thing I've learned today. I wonder. I wonder if Bitcoin manga was taken. So they were just like, well, if we want to really put the Shonen crypto, you know, whatever, put, it is. put the put the idea across, you mm. know. All right. So the other one is the the hunt for this guy. This, was, uh, this one was wackadoo. Thanks, Josh. I mean, certainly I've read this very recently, because to do otherwise would be very irresponsible. <laughs> but, I'm gonna, but I'm going to let somebody else summarize it. Because I think it's, it's just be, it'd be a nice thing to do. Uh, definitely more intricate art. Yes. Better, this is, much better drawn than... Uh, and, uh, this is I wouldn't a real, say a more like, fascinating read, but uh, it's... Uh, it, this one pulls you along much better than Shonen Crypto. Like I, I definitely started Shonen Crypto and stopped and was like, I'm going to do this later. And yeah. then came back to it and it was like, this is just slogging through it. The Shonen one is very... It's very much... Of the two, it is the more. This is a pretty... Cu- like, I, I'm sure they still do this. Uh, this one feels remember, more like if, if Scott McCloud was trying to tell you about cryptocurrency. I remember when I was a teenager slash young adult, they put out these Bibles that were wrapped in sort of fake covers to look like magazines of interest to oh, teens yeah. and preteens. Uh, <laughs> like there was a girl one that was t- like a girl magazine. I remember the cover of it said, is your guy a godly, or how to get a godly guy. Uh, and they'd have little tips inserted in between all the bible shit. Uh, and the guy one was designed to look like, I don't know, like a cool gadget magazine or some shit. Uh, the sword sh- of the spirit, equip it. The shonen whatever is very clearly that for fucking bitcoins. It's like, yeah. here's, a, here's, here's one of those ma- manjas y'all like, and here's some <laughs> fucking shit about why you should make, make us lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. It- this is... This is at least genuinely a comic, not a yeah, not a good comic, no. but it's actually a comic. It's not. Uh, it's not something I would shell out two ninety nine for at uh, at your local comic shop. No, <laughs> but uh, but it is online. Holy crap! It's about half I of for- the book is the I people forgot about the, this. The, the guide to people in it, most of whom aren't involved with the comic. I think most of them are just Bitcoin people. I because mean, this it, is it again, still, it, it's important to emphasize, this is still blatant propaganda. Yeah, that's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny how that. everything, so, uh, everything, of the two things, I looked around at a couple of things because I couldn't find the, the Shonen Crypto at first, and I forgot what it was called, so I literally just typed Bitcoin Manga, and that shows up some other things that are definitely more interesting, but uh, it's, it's always wild how... They, they're like, alright, here's an idea for a loose story for us to tell you about Bitcoin, and then halfway through that, it just stops trying to be a story, and it's like, here's some information. Well, that's, that's my, yeah. No joke, like, 40 pages of, like, bios and, and propaganda at the end of this thing. It's my... The story of this thing, if I recall, is that apparently the guy who created Bitcoin is something of a fugitive? I don't know if that's true. Like, he's anonymous. He, he created it under a false name, and people are trying to find out who he is. I, I didn't fact-check any of this, because I don't <laughs> Because it's a comic about cryptocurrency. I don't care. <laughs> who fucking cares? They're still <laughs> using flip phones in this comic who as gives well. gives a shit? Um, so, the premise of this story is that this guy who created Bitcoin is on the loose, and he's maybe this one guy. Uh, it was like a street bum. And all these people are encountering him, and a lot of them, like, there's a mob faction, and there's a police faction, and they want to they want to get to him so that they can get the password to his 
secret trove of bitcoins. And then there's this other guy who's sort of crypto-friendly who's trying to help him out. Uh, and it's a story about that. The problem is the story is constantly punctuated by lectures. Yeah. Like, my favorite is when the police are investigating a dead person, and they're like, oh, this is one of the people that they thought might be uh, Saki Mo Miramoto Musashi, whatever his fucking name is. Nakamoto. Nakamoto. Uh, and the... The, the detectives were like, who's that? And this guy is like, well, he was the inventor of uh, cryptocurrency Bitcoin. And then he gives like a three-page lecture yeah. about how great Bitcoin is. And then I swear to God, the next page is the two detectives looking at each other and then being like, well, let's get back to trying to solve the case. It goes, page 40 is like, looks like a pretty normal comic page. 41. 42, immediately the text has to shrink so they can fit in everything that they want to to talk about it, which they don't even fit in. They have to put asterisks at the bottom of the page at this point, and for multiple pages on after that, just to explain the subject of the comic. Okay, so I read the Wikipedia page on, on this guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, do you want to tell the fictional story, and then I'll tell you what's yeah, going on with him? Tell us the truth at the end. I don't want to yeah. inform you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and in, in the analysis, one thing that's noted, too, is how much image work they're trying to do for cryptocurrencies. Because they keep talking about how, like, well, yeah, a lot of people use it to buy drugs, but people use it to buy all kinds of things. And you could use it to do all these things. And it might make it easier to stop drugs in some way that we're not really going to specify. So you should be on board, huh? God. Well, yeah, I think that's the other thing that's funny just about cryptocurrency in general is the... Everybody has two examples, which is drugs and, like, sex trafficking, and then other stuff. Nobody ever, ever has, like, another idea of what people actually buy stuff with. Because yeah. if you have real money, you just buy those things with the real money. Yeah, because it's easy. Because <laughs> the system that is in place works fine. Like, say whatever you want about fiat currencies and the Fed being a private, not real, or whatever other dumb talking points you picked up from InfoWars, I can go across <laughs> the street to a grocery store with my bank card and come out with food. Yeah. Which I can eat. Can you do that with Bitcoin? The one thing I did forget about this comic, though, is uh, a, a weird uh, reference to Crazy Cat, though. That's kind of cool. Or, yeah, Crazy Cat. It's like the mouse throwing a brick. <laughs> the com they, oh yeah, if it's a comic book, you, you have to show your characters going through a comic shop at some point in time so the artist can draw all the things that they really want to draw. But uh, I'm way too far ahead now. <laughs> so yeah, there's this sort of madcap chase to find this homeless guy periodically interrupted so that people can lecture about <laughs> what Bitcoin is used for and how it's really not that shady when you think about it. Uh, despite the fact that shady cops and mob <laughs> figures people are, are trying hurt. to find it. Uh, and eventually there's a confrontation and the guy who may or may not be Nakamoto escapes and they don't really resolve whether he is. I think they kind of hint that he is, but not, they don't ever resolve it. <laughs> so if you're looking for sort a story of a, to wrap up, well, good luck. <laughs> sort of a We Are Groot ending. Yep. That is that is the story. Oh, the name of the comic shop is Crazy Cat. Yeah, nice little brick. I make a good tattoo. Uh, there are some touches in this that are okay. Like I like the gangster guy because mm -hmm. he's, he's like the losery fat fat guy son of the actual mobster. Mm -hmm. He's like, we're gonna come up with this Bitcoin stealing heist. <laughs> And he's, he's a total fucking chump. And I like I like to see that. I like to see mob people that are losers. It's that, like, oh, we'll do this, <laughs> which is totally a long shot, and if it works out, we'll be heroes. Uh, the cops are a bit more annoying because they're super corrupt and they have these gambling debts and seem to live together. Like, I couldn't tell if they were romantically involved. Um, <laughs> and that's just really fucking cliched. Like, we're we're putting way better lore into this comic than actually exists. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I feel they like don't this, answer why any of this shit is happening. Also, between this and the other comic, I feel like this person probably still has a career in comics after this, or they could go on to you know to continue to improve their skills and and draw more comics for. Uh, 
not yeah. more relatable, but uh, easier accessible topics than cryptocurrency. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is this person has created an actual comic book, which you cannot say about the Shaman one. Well, okay, so one of the uh, one of the people that I talked to uh, fairly extensively for my for my uh, dissertation uh, was was paid quite a bit of money to write a piece of propaganda. So I, I mean, really? I assume, yeah. Wow. Uh, I assume that. Uh, I assume that that's also the case with this thing. Somebody, know, somebody who is somebody who is talented. Yeah, is like, well, I need to. Gotta I need to eat this month. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to eat cat food. So I guess you know the the cryptocurrency comic is how I'm paying rent, which is an unfortunate bit of a thing about the you know the comic book industry and. And the people within it is since they have no stability, you know, the labor can't, you know, they have to make decisions like that sometimes because of the ups and downs of the industry itself. And we lost Josh to the, to the matrix. Well, I was trying to check to see, because the artist is not the author. That's the first thing I checked. Oh, okay. You're checking who it is. Uh, Because the artist is clearly the most talented person here. Sure. (laughs) So now I'm trying to see if the artist is, uh... It has a, in this kind of shit. It has a very... If you're, the, if you're familiar with artists, it has a very Aligarza feel. It reminded... familiar like, with him. In terms of coloring, what it reminded me uh, a lot of is... Uh, what's his name? Adrian Tomei. There's sure. a sort of lighter blue tones oh, instead yeah. of the blacks or grays. Like it, had, it had a sort of optic nerve... Which I'm not a huge Adrian Tomei fan, but I think his art was better than his storytelling. Well, don't, uh, I mean, don't the chick tracks do that same coloring kind of yes. tricks to them? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. It's a lot of that, and um, what it, oh man, I was just looking stuff up about this earlier. The, uh, where you have to, like, cut out the, the finely gridded stuff, and you're putting it on top of, it's not cell shading. Damn, that's gonna bother me until it comes to me later. After we're done recording the podcast, finally grid. Well, what? It's like a, they they have to use like exacto knives and they cut out like the exact shape of it, and okay. it's like those little dot things. No, well the the dots are called half tones, and the screen um, tones. That's just what it was called. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, well, here's a funny thing. Uh, oh, geez, that's a block of text for, too. For a book that has detailed, not super detailed, but at least brief bios on a lot of people, even peripherally involved. With uh, with Bitcoin, uh, it doesn't really say much about the fucking people who actually made this book. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's by design. The artist uh, Jose Angel Ares Garcia uh, gets a little thank you block where he says, "Thanks to all who have trusted me to illustrate this project, to my family and friends who supported me during the process, especially you, Anna, Ellipses, and I drew what I drew thanks to Frederick Peters." So if you can read into that what he thinks of fucking Bitcoin, I have no fucking clue. Oh, I'm sure it's apolitical for him. Like a, it might be a thing he cares about. He might be a fucking hired gun. Yeah, like I said, he doesn't want to eat cat food next month. That's what's going on with that guy. Yeah, and I get it. And his art is decent. Like, it's the best thing about it. It's a little... His art feels to me like he'll develop into a good style if he gets a couple breaks. Yep. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez? No. No, 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 no. No, not the guy who, who I, uh, I was just yeah. Superman in the yeah. 70s. Not that <laughs> so guy. I was like... Jose Angel uh, Aries Garcia. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I started typing that in, and then that was the first result that popped up. I was like, no, this guy definitely <laughs> wasn't drawing Jonah Hex and Batman. Look, and then the fucking bios of Bitcoin people, it has a fucking nice things to say about Kim.com who can go fuck himself. Whoa. You got beef with Kim.com, whoever that uh, is. He can go fuck himself. Or whatever that is. <laughs> it's a guy. He's a fucking douche. He was a mega upload guy. Oh. Uh, yeah, who created a giant pirating site and then legally pretended that he had it created a giant pirating site, basically. And I don't... I think piracy isn't... I think it's fine to have it prosecutable, but I don't care about it much on a moral sense. But it bothers me because I've seen... I, we, uh, I saw an interview with him, 
and he just is he so adamantly denies that anything about his his upload service was designed to fucking pirate and I'm just like you are lying motherfucker yeah. I have never seen a mega upload link that wasn't to something that, that is illicit. Have you? I've, yeah, <laughs> a- academic things sometimes. Mm. Um, Before but, academia.edu came around, maybe? Well, you have to be a member of academia.edu. Uh, you you don't have to be a member of mega upload. Mm-hmm. I I, look, I, you asked. <laughs> I, having said that, 99.9% of things I've seen with mega upload addresses, like... Uh, uh, to get something free. Yes. Yeah. Is to get something free that you shouldn't be getting for free. That's that's what Mega Upload existed to do. I'm sorry, that's, all of those art books. Like, morally, I don't care that much, but I the, the denial of it is upsetting to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much preferred it in the interview who was like, look, I made a site to do what I did. Here, here are reasons why I think it's okay. Well, I mean, or he could take the tact that a lot of you know a lot of these guys do, which is like users use it how users choose to use it. Like yeah. that's that's if not he, on me. If he would admit that, but in the in the interview, he keeps arguing about what percentage is used for what, and I'm just like, don't Jesus, man! You, <laughs> you could you could I understand trying to create a legally defensible position, but just be like, look, it's it's a service that I created to to upload stuff. I wanted it to be used for this stuff. Some people use it for other stuff, and I don't know. I, I like making money from the place. What am I going to say? <laughs> but, uh, okay, so uh, you want to know uh, the truth of what? Uh, yes. what's going yeah. on with uh, Satoshi uh, Nakamoto? Absolutely. First of all, they don't know if uh, this person exists at all. They This, mm-hmm. this could be a group of people. Um, yeah, so, this is the uh, quote unquote the creator of Bitcoin, right? Yeah, allegedly because, because the, it it may have been created as a as an academic tool that just I sort of that got theory. that just sort of got released into the world. Uh, it could be a government thing that like you know uh, ended up uh, also getting accidentally leaked out or on purpose. Um, the the person is supposed to be Japanese, but they think not Japanese, that that claims to, that is the mouthpiece of Nakamoto and these things, mm. because, uh, because they spell with British English-isms. Hmm. Um, Hello, Yeah. Uh, like, in, in fairness, most, like, English as a second language speakers do use English. Uh, that's, idiom. I mm. mean, that's fair, too. Um, Nakamoto has, uh, during the test runs of Bitcoin, had accumulated several Bitcoins, and may in fact be the 44th richest person in the world, but they, since they have not spent any of their Bitcoins since 2009, they wonder if he's died, basically, or, or if he never existed and was the test account for this thing. <laughs> so there may be a test account out there that is the wow. 44th richest person in the world, which, if you want to talk about late-stage capitalism for a minute... <laughs> Man, you know what that's way more interesting than? <laughs> Either of the things we read... Cryptocurrency is the economic version of the John Benet Ramsey case in which you're not going to have less questions after doing <laughs> research into it. <laughs> the, the thing about that story that you just read off of Wikipedia is that sure. that's sort of what I was Oh, was yeah, expecting. that was all from Wikipedia, by the way. That's what I was expecting when I first saw the comics. I searched yeah. for Bitcoin comics on Amazon, and this one was one of the first ones that popped up, and it was obviously a real comic as opposed to some Titled of the, the Search for Nakamoto, right? Yeah. So, so I was like, this will be like a, a biography about this person, right? <laughs> it's... And it's frustrating that it's not because it sounds like an interesting story where you could like do a Rashomon, like dozens of different ideas about sure. who this person is and where they are and I what they're have doing. A, a better idea for a Bitcoin comic where you do it where Bitcoin is like a Joker character and he keeps telling a different backstory to each person he's fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I, I was Nakamoto. Maybe and, I was Joe Chill. And I guess I should also say there are, there are about eight or ten people that have claimed to be Nakamoto, and none of them have been able to prove. So, <laughs> wow! I need my ten seconds of fame, yeah. please. I think more than just the stuff that I don't like about crypto and stuff. What a lot of these comics prove is the degree to which, if you're a strongly ideological actor, 
uh, it's difficult to make good art. <laughs> yeah. Because, and, and there is art that is explicitly ideological that's better than this, mm-hmm. but in terms of craftsmanship, if nothing else. But... I think you have to have a passion for both things. You have to have a yeah. passion for comics and also for the thing that you're trying yeah. to inform people on, and it feels less like they're wanting to inform you on cryptocurrency and rather like lecture about we know about it and here's our story as well. Yeah. I That's, think it, it takes yeah. some degree of distance. Like we watched for this show one time Bob Roberts a cult movie that I very much enjoyed Tim Robbins as this uh, conservative folk singer character. Uh, and it, is, it very much has an ideological point of view. Like it's very much about politics in the 80s and possibly today. Um, Question mark. <laughs> um, but it doesn't let that get in the way of being entertaining. Like, it has fun moments. Like, it has goofy songs. It has jokes. Like, it has talented actors and performances and little bits and, like, a formal construction that's interesting. And, and because of that, it's a lot more bearable. Like, if you disagree mm-hmm. with it ideologically, you probably still won't like it that much just because it'll challenge your point of view and you'll probably find obnoxious, but it's more of a movie than these are comics. Yeah. So I'm about to ask you a question that requires a little bit of setup. What's that? But, um, so we have a theory on this podcast about ambitious failures versus mediocre successes. Yeah. Mm. Um, if you want to explain that for Cody, who's new to our podcast real fast, and anybody well, who may be listening. Well, it's sort of my, my personal tastes. Like, I prefer interesting and ambitious failures to mediocre successes, because it's mm. like, to me, it's the difference between, like, say, a modern Adam Sandler movie, like Grown Ups yeah. or something, where it produces your fucking computer-generated, expected quotient of whatever right. you're supposed to get out of that. To something like No Holds Barred, which, 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 which yeah. I loaned my copy of to Cody so he can eventually watch, which is an insane <laughs> fucking failure of a film, yeah. but it's interesting because of how fucking crazy and out there it gets. Like, and that's infinitely more interesting to me than, like, the idea of watching Grown Ups, which I've never watched, so I suppose maybe I, I have to concede that theoretically I could like yes, it. You could just I, stop I, right now. I, I really doubt to. I will. Well, we, we watched Pixels <laughs> was, for the show. We watched Pixels oh, for the show, wow. and it was really boring. And it was, it, There was one interesting thing in it, in that it had no idea of what video gamers are, <laughs> 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 despite yeah. being a film about video games. <laughs> and that was interesting enough that I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll ride this train to see just how little they know. <laughs> um, but yeah, something like that. Something that's just... A, an exercise in checking off a few boxes. Mm-hmm. So where uh, does this land on the Josh spectrum of ambitious failure mm-hmm. to moderate success? And the reason I have a I I have an answer, but let me see what you think. I would say that the Shonen one there isn't enough there to be interesting in any way. That's true. Uh, it's so slight. Uh, I I suppose if you if what you're really looking for is a pamphlet on the McAfee pump. That maybe maybe you'll find something of interest there, but in general, it's too non-existent to really be either. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the hunt for Satoshi one is a little above pixels as far as being interesting failure. Sure. Because yeah. there's a couple of interesting bits to it, like its weird construction, all of its fucking propaganda, the the kind of interesting bit of the. Of the mob boss, who's a bit different than you'd expect, but it's it's still it's pretty slight. Like it's clearly written by somebody who's not a particularly great talent. Mm. Yeah, with the with the wall of text and speech bubbles, give that one away. Yeah, and that was what I was gonna say was the the craft that goes into this one was not quite there because of the uneven text involved in reading it. Where you go pages where there's only, like, a few words, and then all of a sudden, block of text. And then pages where there's, you know, almost nothing as far as... Between mediocre success and, what, brilliant failure? Is that, I'd say this is kind of a mediocre failure. (laughs) I feel like if if you had somebody who was a, uh, a much better editor and would cut out about 
a, a third of the dialogue in the entire comic. You could probably have something that would. I think. I think the propaganda angle of like constantly talking about it inside its own comic is is part of the thing that hurts it. If they were more vague about it, and at the end it was one of those like just a story around cryptocurrency and by the end it's like a hey you should do some research on this if this was something that interested you that would be a much more interesting premise to not repeat the word three times yeah Nathan Raven has a scale that I think is kind of interesting that he rips off from Elizabethtown which is uh, failure fiasco and secret success for, for failed things. Sure. And failure is just sort of a regular failure. It just didn't work. Like, mm-hmm. fiasco is something like New Coke, where it's just so <laughs> incredibly bad that it spawns theories, and, and it becomes interesting because of the degree mm-hmm. of its failure. And then Secret Success was kind of unjustly disliked for reasons that have little to do with its quality. And this is, this is more... These are both more failure than anything. Yeah. The, that, so. the, the most blip uptick that these things are going to get is uh, a combination of our research on it and then people maybe looking into it after this podcast airs. <laughs> you can be able to chart that, those two little humps. You'll be able to, you'll be able to see the, 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 the thongs of listeners we have checking it out. The, <laughs> the, the tens of listeners. <laughs> the tens there are of dozens listeners. of us. Dozens. <laughs> the podcastites. All right. So do yeah. we want to? Oh, we'll have to come up with a because we're on a new network. We'll have to come up with a new name for the listeners. Aw, I mean that's fun though. Chuds. I will not be calling them chuds. <laughs> of all the to things that I'm mad at Trump about, the fact that like MAGA chud has kind of taken the ch- term chud off the table is uh. the, the most. Because Bummer. I love calling people chuds. I love calling myself a chud. <laughs> or I can tell you how many times I've referred to myself there, as a chud. There are archives of podcasts where you refer to yourself as chud. Yeah. <laughs> like, chud, chud is one of my Chud-ly. favorite words to refer to things as. Yeah. And, and now it has this political association that oh. I fucking hate. <laughs> God. Ruining everything for everyone. That and God Emperor. Oh, that, what... what what fucking Trump online culture has done to this country. Oh. <laughs> Can't fucking say anything anymore. Sons of bitches. It's funny because that's what they also say about real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really live a real life. That's true. Alright, so. Uh, have you had enough of this shit for one podcast? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, we have a website somewhere. Don't know what it is yet. Maybe maybe I'll drop in Th- some stuff. Thank you for listening this to this later. presentation of the That Podcast Network. The, the That Podcast. I'm going to have to right. be used to saying it that way, right? And we'll, uh, we'll probably have a Facebook. We'll probably have a Twitter. Yep. We'll probably have an... We might have a friend to convince Aura to do a, an Instagram. Ooh, to, be on, pro- to get on the gram. Yeah, on Read the- our three propaganda comics and the, the hidden messages throughout will lead you to our URLs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, find our stuff wherever you found this. Again, maybe I'll drop in a link later. Or a, a replacement bit later. So what's coming up is uh, this podcast alternates. This podcast, which is called This Podcast We Never Do. We'll never do, which we never stated at the beginning. Hey, you did. Yeah. I did? Yeah, oh, okay. we can say that. You opened with it. Thank Christ. All right, so <laughs> this podcast we'll never do alternates with a few other podcasts. Uh, twice a month, we, we are That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where we review the films of USA Up All Night. Uh, unfortunately, since we're still timing everything out, I don't know which one we'll be doing for yeah. the next one on this. Uh, again, drop it in and post. Uh, then okay, we'll do it will be. He's, ne- <laughs> he's never going to drop it in and post. This is this is just what it's going to sound like when people listen to it. Yeah, I know. Let them know that. Let them know what they're in for right up front. Right? We don't Real pretend not to be amateurish. Thing. This is why we don't yet have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Pro, pro tip, our satellite uplink is just my cell phone. Stop <laughs> it! No! Don't let them behind Secret the podcast everything. <laughs> uh. um, the other one we alternate with, uh, which will be in two weeks, will be a further ado, 
Uh, the further ado. Where we look at media related to whatever we did in that podcast we'll never do. This time it will be the film Bitcoin Heist. I'm much more excited about this. Yes. This is... Honestly, Bitcoin Heist is why we came up with the idea to do this. If you, you want to see how the sausage is made, uh, when, when we were coming up with, we were at a production meeting to come up with stuff for the, for the upcoming shows for this, I think I was just like, hey, that Bitcoin Heist movie looks good. That's no, right. it was one day Aura and I were sitting around yeah. streaming stuff, and I was like, oh, movie Bitcoin Heist, that sounds great. And Aura was like, we should do that on the show. And I was like, all right, we'll find some comics that have to do with Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, boy, and we sort we. of did. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of did. So, mission accomplished. So if, if, if you thought that the mission was accomplished, you should give us a five-star rating and review in all your uh, podcast apps. Yes, we should be available on all those podcast apps, like iTunes and Stitcher and... Razor. Spotify. Spotify. Spotify, maybe. Uh, There's some other podcast places. Amazon. Shit, I don't know. I think we're on Grindr. Are we on Grindr? (laughs) Find that podcast you'll never do on Grindr. (laughs) That podcast production's on Grindr. I can just see, like, a picture of the three of us, and it's like... (laughs) Mail thirty nine, you know. Swipe whichever way you swipe on Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the sex way. So, uh, swipe the sex way. So I like how he pretends like he doesn't fucking know. You know, Grinder feeds into our sex farm from the previous episodes. I've, I've told you, Aura, that Grinder app is biscuits. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> okay. No. So he, can he, likes to, he likes to catfish. <laughs> On that note, I don't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right, I don't know what else we're going to say other than that. So let's just end it. Isn't Bitcoin just one big catfish? Congratulations, Kyle. Congrats, Uh, Kyle. I, I hope you enjoyed having a life.